Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courage in Action. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by not one, but two amazing guests. Monica and Jane are adult educators and solution-focused coaches. These two incredible women joined forces to create their own company called Lark Coaching. Together, they run workshops and provide coaching that helps their participants become the best versions of themselves. We are all lucky to have them with us today, and perhaps we will start our own journey to becoming our best selves. Welcome, Jane and Monica. Hello. Hello. <laughs> really excited to talk to the two of you today. Um, and I, I believe very deeply that our paths cross for a reason. And I, I personally know that I'm unbelievably lucky and blessed to have the people that I do in my lives. And I also know that I wouldn't be who I am and where I am without the support of other women. So I'm very curious to share with our listeners how your unique paths crossed and how you came together to create Lark Coaching. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, well, I, I guess I'll start. I'll start before I met Monica, which was a few years ago. And um, I noticed that um, I was at a stage in my life where I would call maybe a midlife transition. It wasn't a crisis. It was kind of a transition, um, an uncomfortable one. But I (laughs) worked, uh, you know, in language training companies offering um, as a manager, curriculum designer and an instructor. And I it had become too routine. And I just knew I needed to find something new and that would enable me to be creative and connect in a meaningful way with other people. Um, so what I did was I thought, mm, I'll, I'll take a course. I'll take a course and maybe that will lead me to my next great project. Mm-hmm. So Monica, Monica, <laughs> why don't you pick up the story before you sure. met me? I feel like that's the crossover point <laughs> right that's there. The crossover. <laughs> I started a bit differently. For me, it's, it's more work-related. So I work with um, adult instructors and programs, uh, introducing them to technology. And in my case, I had no problem exploring new technology and tools with them, um, coaching them, teaching them. But I always felt that there was something missing, that I felt that I wasn't really comfortable with my skin. And um, it may have been because English is my second language. Um, I'm not sure, but I often thought I just didn't know enough and felt that I needed to sort of get some training, take a course to be a professional coach in some way to just have that, that skill and level that I felt I needed. So in my case, I started Googling and looking for information and came across information about the uh, brief solution coaching that was offered at OISI. And that's where Jane and I met. That's right. That's and awesome. so. Yeah, so it was um, by chance. It felt like by chance I ended up in that class. And um, I was just delighted because it was a ch- um, what happened was I noticed that I was, it was building on my existing skills, but introducing me to a whole new way of looking at things. And what was new was um, the focus was on um, it, your best hopes. 
as opposed to be analyzing problems, solving problems, which was something that I had a lot of experience with. Um, instead, we were focusing, what do you really want in this situation or in this relationship? And um, let's be really clear on what your preferred future is. And just that, you know, there were a number of techniques and strategies that we learned that just kind of opened my eyes. And I started to apply them immediately in classes and in client meetings. So um, yeah, that was the solution focused approach. And after the course, Monica and I and a group of students decided to form a group where we practiced the different techniques. We went, met- Oh, so like a study a group. A yeah. study group. Mm. It was fantastic. Every week we would meet on a Monday. I love it. Everyone's yeah. working, right? But yeah. nobody missed our meetings because oh, of I love it. fun. And so um, after we had met for about a year, Monica and I decided to take it the next step and form uh, uh, you know, an organization. That's amazing. So I want to ask each of you a question. So Jane, you mentioned midlife transition. Yes. And I love that. Why do you not call it a, a midlife crisis like everybody yeah. Um, well, I was doing okay. You know, like I, yeah. uh, you know, most aspects of my life were okay. It was just this quiet, um, disset, uh, you know, I was unsettled, uncomfortable feeling like, is this all there is to life? Is mm. this what I'm going to do forever? And it just felt too routine. And I just, um, yeah, I just knew I needed not to go into something totally different but just to get a new spark in life and to meet new people. That was partly, I wanted to meet part of it. I wanted to connect with, with new people. Yeah. That's amazing because I feel like the word, you know, midlife crisis makes it feel like you have to fall apart and then put yourself yeah. back together again, but yeah. it's actually just a new chapter of life and challenging yes. yourself and continuing to grow. Uh, so I love that. I, I actually coached a number of people, particularly women that have been at different, at transitions in their lives when mm -hmm. they're just trying to sort out um, what are their priorities? Where are they going? What do they really want moving forward? Uh, you know, whether, and sometimes I, I've talked to people that are thinking they might retire. They make the decision not to retire or they make nice. the decision to work part-time or something like that. You know, it's- yeah. Yeah, I would never expect the outcomes <laughs> that they come up with. But it's beautiful because it's their choice and what they, they want to do, right? It's their, their transition. And Monica, it sounds like you had your own transition because you mentioned that English is not your first language. Yep. Um, and learning an entire new language and assumingly coming into a new culture, what was that like and how did you, how did you navigate that? I think it, you know, I, I came uh, came to Canada a while ago, so so but old enough not to lose the accent. So it's always around, <laughs> it's always there. Yeah. Um, many people think I'm French, which is very nice. It's always a compliment for me, and I really enjoy that. But I think it still plays a role when you have to do public speaking or connecting with people. And in my role, doing presentations, uh, professional development, that always becomes uh, you know something in the back of your head that you know will I pronounce it properly? Will people understand? And they they notice, right? Um, it, it's a bit easier now, but it was, a, it was a journey as well. And I think it always plays into how I do things and what I do. And then makes a difference also in how I understand some of our clients that we work with. Absolutely. You know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, you know, English is not their, their first language. And actually, when I hear an accent, I, I think it's very courageous, ironically, <laughs> you know, encourage an action that 
you probably are intimidated and you may be second guessing yourself, but I'm actually trying to learn French right now. And it is extremely intimidating to speak and think about how you pronounce things. So I think it's actually very brave to power through in a, in a completely different language. Thank you. <laughs> um, and sort of speaking about words and language, um, the name of your company, Lark Coaching, how did you land on, on Lark as the name? Ah, it's a special thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Monica's inspired me. She said, you know, think, you know, something creative and out there. And, you know, like at first it, we were, you know, maybe using our names or something. And mm. um, I was camping sitting uh, um, up at Killarney there's you know, do you know that there's a campground there that, and yeah. the, the rocks are just incredibly beautiful and I just had this incredible sense that we wanted a name that um, involved nature involved uh, mm -hmm. um, the natural life natural life because what we are about is something that's very natural and deep in the, you know, in who we are as people. And at the same time, the idea of the bird taking off and the joy of flight, we just, you know, the, the meadow lark, the, the lark flying, we, we feel like when people go through our workshops, they often end feeling very high and very happy. <laughs> and so we just wanted to capture that, you know, and it was also the idea that a meadowlark they they sing even when they're in flight and that just kind oh of, i love it yeah oh inspired by nature i love that and, and the whole spirit of you know a bird taking flight into freedom and you know the, the choiceful nature of that is yeah. i love it and um, and just to add to that you know when we do slides presentations and we guide our participants through the sessions we actually make an effort to include a lot of nature in our sessions and they the participants come back and tell us that we allow them to go on a journey, on a bit of a trip with nature, and they kind of get, get inspired that way as well. So it became part of our, a bit of marketing or package that we include as well. <laughs> I think nature is very calming too. Yeah. It kind of centers everybody. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, you're, you're sort of the way you talk about things and the approach, it reminds me of a quote that I heard that was, you know, don't be pushed by your problems, be led by your dreams. Ah, and, right. And yeah. I just feel like maybe you can tell me a bit more about solution focus and okay. what that means and how you approach life that way. Okay. Um, so what we what we try to do is we'll, we've taken a number of topics. One of the things that um, the way we got going was we were initially offering our training in class and then the pandemic came and oh, we realized <laughs> all in class training was off. So we needed to come up with a, another approach. And so what we did was Monica's great talents with IT and her artistic sense came together with my curriculum design experience. And we started offering one hour workshops. And um, with the workshops, we take different you know, different themes such as um, the one we're going to be offering to uh, the Courage and Action folks, um, which is um, being, being healthy, being well. And another one might be turning the corner, you know, on the pandemic. And it, they all rely on um, 
helping people figure out, first of all, what are their best hopes? What are their best hopes for their health in the most realistic, concrete and specific way? And mm. then we start looking at what are their resources and strengths? What have you done in the past that's helped you? What are you doing now that's helped you? How can you draw and expand upon those things so that um, you, you can become the best version of your, yourself and approach you know, your, your current challenge? That's great. And so what's the first step to getting there? You know, you're talking about healthy, being well, like what, what would you say is the first step and an easy thing to do? People can, people can adopt before they, before they join your work, your workshops. <laughs> okay. Um, Monica, do you want to? Yeah. Well, I keep going? Maybe yeah, I, I can chime in, but I think Jane has good ideas, but I think <laughs> the approach we use is slightly different. So we don't give them the steps. We actually oh, take them okay. through activities and questions so they can explore their own insights and they come up with their own ideas of what they may want to do next. And each person will have a different answer and different approach to that. I think it's, it's one of those specifics of this approach and then how we try to work with our uh, clients, participants, is that we do not give them advice. We do not give them instructions that way. We basically take them through a journey, questions, activities, where they come up with those answers themselves. So they come up with the first step or the second step they want to take. Oh, that's perfect because then they can own it and they can run with it. And, and it's a, it's almost like a toolkit that uh, everybody can leverage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, um, one thing we could give you a little example of what we do, sure. you know, you're mentioning um, <laughs> that you are learning French to us, you know, oh. and so we could use that I'm as an trying. example. <laughs> <laughs> so when you think of yourself as a learner, as you, best version of yourself as a learner, what sort of things come to mind? Um, best version of myself as a learner. So yeah. I think... Um, I'm a recovering perfectionist, so. You're a <laughs> yes, yes. So um, I think for me, just trying things instead of being afraid, um, I think I always have to take notes. And, you know, every time I'd study, I'd take notes and I go over them and over them and over them. And I, I do better when I, I memorize things and I try to find a way to, to logic things out. And the rules of French are very different than the rules of English and how you construct sentences and all of these things. So I feel like I need to have a bit of that structure, uh, memorization, note-taking, learning all the rules and balance that with a bit of like, go with the flow and give it a shot. Kind yeah, of yeah. So, so yeah. when you think of yourself as a good learner, it sounds, you know, some of the things I hear you saying is you need the structure, you take yeah. notes, you like to, um, you know, really give it a good try, you know, yes. with all of those things. Okay. So give it a good try, but I got to have results too. I'm very results oriented. Get <laughs> so results. Like, get yeah. results. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So when we think of your, when you think of yourself as a good learner, those are some of the things that are in place that you bring to you bring to your French learning, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so let's say, suppose tomorrow you wake up and you are at your best as a French learner, at your okay. best. I'm curious, what would be the first thing that you would do? Um, once I've woken myself up and done you know, the morning routine and you know, I want to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and blah, blah, blah. But, so you um, take care of yourself. That's the I first do take thing care of myself do. first in the morning. I like to have some quiet time in the morning before all the crazy of work and everything else starts. Um, if I was being my best self as a learner and a student, I would 
try and do a little bit of my French homework or practice just one thing before work and all the insanity of my schedule starts. Okay. Okay. So with that work, those few minutes, can you tell me a little more detail about like, what would we see if we were a fly on the wall in your apartment? Describe, <laughs> um, it. describe it. So if I took a few minutes, um, Maybe I'd try speaking, uh, just, you know, by okay. myself, like a lunatic at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would try, you know, practice my pronunciation because if I'm nervous about talking to people in French, mm -hmm. then, then I'd want to practice in a safe space. Mm -hmm. At home by myself, there's nothing safer than that. Mm -hmm. Because so I find with writing, yeah. I, can, I can perfect it. Like I can check it, I can correct it, I can do all the things. But with speaking, it's just out there. So I would practice speaking. You'd practice speaking. And do you have, can you tell me what you'd practice speaking? Like, is there a um, book there? Um, my, so I have a tutor. Um, and so tutor. she'll give me, you know, different exercises to do every week. And I'm not always that good at doing them. So I would just try and do part of whatever those exercises are that she's, because the way, um, the way it worked is we set a plan for me. It's actually through work that I'm, I'm learning. And so I want to learn how to speak at work and how to, you know, write my emails and do all of these things. So we have an actual plan of, of what I'm going to accomplish in our classes. So um, she gives me exercises to achieve what my goals are. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So what we do in a session, if we were focusing <laughs> on learning. I was like, I see what you do. <laughs> about, first of all, how, when you are at your best as a learner, what are you drawing on? Like you're drawing yeah. on a lot of good things there. And then the next part is, so what does that look like when you're at your best as a learner tomorrow morning? Mm -hmm. And then to help the person really visual, visualize themselves sitting at that desk with that exercise, practicing with the timer for 10 minutes, however long, right. to get started. So you can see it, that sort of approach is um, we're not looking at what you're doing wrong with your French. We're not looking at the problems we may, or, or giving you advice. Right. You know what's best. You've got a good idea of what's bet right for you. So we would draw that out of you. Yeah. And even in that few minutes that, uh, you know, we were, you were coaching me, yeah. <laughs> um, it felt really good because I was thinking about how I want to approach it, yeah. what I'm good at you know, make sure that I take care of what I need as well. And it just, you know, it brings out a very positive way of approaching things. Yeah. So really we talked about the language. So, you, you know, occasionally we will use specific language. So you're talking about your strengths and resources. And then yeah. we'll be asking you, what do you notice about yourself? What do you notice around you? What do you notice about people around you? And that kind of builds up that, that step of whatever you want to do next. You will come right. up with that yourself. Yeah. yeah, and that feels really, and then you have a sense of achievement too, right? Because you came up with it and it and it's uniquely yours. So I love that. Yeah. Um, so that brings out a lot of, you know, positivity and a lot of, I would love to be able to think that way for myself, you know, throughout all of life. But we know that's unrealistic and that, you know, we face a lot of challenges and given COVID, there's a lot of struggle happening in the world, a lot of stress. Um, can maybe both of you tell me about like challenges that you've faced in your life and, and how you overcame them and, um, you know, found the brightness and positivity. You both seem like incredibly positive people. You've both got great energy. How do you 
navigate that in life. How do we do it? Mm -hmm. We both want to do what you're saying. We want to practice this in our day-to-day lives. And I must say, I try to do it all the time and it helps so much. And I'll give you an example. I was in the hospital because of some uh, surprising infection. And I thought to myself, um, what is it I really want? Like I couldn't leave because they hadn't figured out what the problem was. Oh my gosh, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, uh, um, but I really thought to myself, okay, I want to be the best version of myself in this situation. And Mm -hmm. how can I do it? And it's funny, I thought about um, my family and I have two sons and a husband and they don't always know what I need. (laughs) (laughs) I I got a hold, I phoned them and I said, you know, well, they were trying to be very supportive. I said, I need three things. I need some food because this isn't nutritious food nutrition first that's right i need um i need some entertainment like (laughs) podcasts (laughs) i need um i need my family and you know they just delivered i had care packages i had so many recommendations for you know different shows I should watch, you know, cooking shows and this shows. And then they kept phoning and they would say, mom hots up texting me. How are you doing, mom? What's happening now? And it was just like, by being really clear on what I needed, instead of saying, oh, poor me, they're not giving me what I need. (laughs) But um, uh, they came through really big time. And I'm so appreciative and so loving towards them. And they continue to do it. My son just sent me a text saying, how was your appointment? You know? Wow. That's, that's yeah. great because all you did was ask, identify what you need and what yes. you knew you needed to sort yeah. of rejuvenate yourself and keep your energy up and your positivity. And you just asked for it. I, I, yeah. It took a little bit of turning around of, and thinking, what are my best hopes and how can I make the best of my time, you know, given this very difficult situation? That's great. What about you, Monica? Do you have a, a story like that? <laughs> I do. I, I multiple stories I can say. Right. And, and you know, the, <laughs> practicing on yourself or using those techniques with yourself, your partners is amazing. And, and yeah. there's a lot of them. But I think I want to go back to what really inspired me um, to really get on this path. And it was, it was a while ago when I started taking the, the courses in Solution Focus Approach. And the first class, we are at lunch break. And uh, I'm sitting and having lunch with one of the coaches and, and I was struggling at the time. I just went through pregnancy loss and it was really oh. difficult to, to kind of cope with it, make peace with it and kind of move on. And then just, you know, just really, really grieving. And she said, you know, we can practice together during lunch break, 15 minutes. We had 15 minutes for the entire session. So we took 10 minutes to do that. And it. what really happened to you, I still remember she was sitting in front of me. And the first question she said to me is, do not tell me what's the issue. I don't want to know. I'll just take you through a series of questions and guide you through that. And let's see if it's going to help you. And to be honestly, 10 minutes later, she asked me simple, regular questions. Why? What's important to you? What are your best hopes? The same questions we often go through and very, very simple questions. They cannot mm-hmm. think they may be complicated, but they're not. It's often why, what will you notice and so on. 
10 minutes later, I was like a new person, like a new window wow. opened. And I was like, a, you know, like totally like a very, very different person because I was with, with the direction I took, I was seeing my future. I was seeing my best hopes and where I want to go. And it really helped me move on and, and change my perspective. And ever since that time, I just, I do the same thing. So anytime there is a problem or issue that we are facing or challenge we need to uh, resolve, I try to use the same process. I try to go through those questions and ask why, but I don't ask that once. I will ask why and what will I notice? Five, 10, 15 times. You keep asking why keep over asking. and over. Because the first time, right? The, yeah. Exactly. The first time we ask, it's kind of very flat. You know, we will have a you know, very quick response. But as we start going further with those questions, kind of digging deeper, like peeling the onion, right? Yes. You get into it and you realize you're in a totally different place than when you started. You actually may have a different perspective or you may realize you actually want something else, something different, and it mm. just changes everything. So we, we use that, those techniques uh, with my husband, with my family. Um, I know what we have seen the changes and I have seen the changes in how I have relationships with other people as well, because I stopped advising them. I'm, mm. I stopped solving their problems. I just started right. asking questions now. Yeah. And people generally just want to be heard. They just want That's someone right. to yeah. hear them. Yeah. They do not want someone to solve their problems for them. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and in our workshops, um, what we do is we we'll have a different we have different themes. Every session has a different theme, and then we give very specific questions, and and then we put people in breakout rooms with a partner. And one person asks the question, that, and the other has you know answers each question. And we encourage people just to answer the questions, just like Monica was talking about. Just answer these questions, and then they switch. And um, then they come back to the larger group and we'll say, what inspired you? What, what, what is your, what are you gonna, what do you choose? Will you choose to remember from this? And what inspired you about what your partner said? And it's so interesting how people open up and really move forward with what they're hoping for. Yeah. So th that was great because I think choosing who that partner is. So I think having somebody that you can always talk to, someone who can go to that deep place of why, 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 and digging and digging, and, and someone you can be very truthful with is really important. So um, when, when you guys came together, when the two of you came together, how did you choose each other or did that just very naturally happen? <laughs> I'm trying to remember, Jane. <laughs> we took the courses, we started connecting. I think we were, we were taking multiple courses together and yeah. through practice and that study group, uh, yeah. we really built a very strong relationship. I think, you know, Jane always inspires me. She's very insightful. One yes. of those people who can really repeat what you just said. She listens, she listens yeah. closely, right? Yeah. So it, it made a difference. And, and I, just the inspiration from Jane's experience with building curriculum, working with others, connecting with others. And I stopped taking courses in SF, but Jane continued. So she really built up that, that toolkit that she has uh, and she brings to the table as well. So it's amazing. That's and great. another thing, we kind of run our business using this approach. So we will start oh, at times and say, so what are your best hopes? You know, because we're at different stages in our careers. So it's very important that um, we respect each other's time. And we have, you know, like Monica's working full time, you know, so it's not easy for her to always have the time to, for all that we're moving forward with with this company. So um, 
I think that we use this approach. We ask each other, what are our best hopes for the company? Um, how do we envision it? What, you know, what are the next steps? And by, you know, kind of pulling out of the daily um, business of getting things done, by taking that time to check in with each other and to support each other, um, it really makes for a very, uh, you know, it's a takeoff. The, the lark, our lark takes the off. The lark is taking <laughs> off. I love it. <laughs> and that's amazing, Monica. You're working full-time and running this business as well. Wow. Um, and so I love that kind of touching base with each other and having someone who can inspire you that way and help you, help you navigate all the craziness that, you know, everybody's in, in lockdown and, you know, people think life slowed down during COVID. I feel like it got crazier a little bit. <laughs> I, I totally agree with um, that. I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So to have that person um, or a partner that you can talk to is, is really beautiful. Um, something else that you uh, said, Jane, resonated. You said during that conversation, you know, what do you want to remember about this? Mm -hmm. And I, I think we have a tendency to always remember, you know, jarring things or oh. traumatic things are very easily triggered and the happy memories and the comforting ones are harder to pull out. So how do you how do you hang on to what you want to remember versus where your brain is going to? Oh, we talk a lot about this and okay. we talk about, um, we, we talk about it as your resourceful past and your regretful past and mm. how actually you can choose, you know, you might, you know, like, I think you're so right. You know, I remember having a job for, you know, something like five or six years and the ending at the end, it didn't go well. And that's what I would remember. And then I realized I didn't have to just remember that. I could remember other things where, you know, other people, everybody came through when it worked out well, when we really functioned well. And, you know, being re uh, having that realization that I had that choice was so empowering. And so, um, you know, it, it was so much more peaceful because I realized mm. that, you know, when I look at my life, well, why not? you know, be forgiving to myself, to others, I can choose my memories. It, and it's, um, that is a real change people can make when they think about things, about what, what they really, um, what were the things that helped them cope? We'll often ask that in a coaching setting, when a person is talking about um, a very difficult relationship they, they may have got out of or are in. And instead of focusing on why aren't you out we would or why didn't you leave earlier the right. focus would be on um how did you manage what were you doing what were the resources that you were drawing upon within yourself to to survive to cope to handle such a difficult situation so mm. instead of focusing so much just on the on the problem and analyzing that and the person's you know limitations no, we focus on the person's strength, how they were able to thrive, even though the situation was really hard. That's really interesting. Um, because, you know, even when you say when you were in a relationship and people think you should have left yeah. much earlier, um, I've had one of those in, in my past and no one's ever positioned it as, you know, what were your strengths and what, you know, what resources were you pulling on to be able to survive that? It was it's always more a conversation of why didn't you leave sooner? Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. And, I, you know, I think what we really communicate is a lot of respect for people, a lot of respect mm-hmm. for um, people in difficult times. And I think knowing that a person has that person beside the approach is that we, you know, we really respect and un- appreciate and help the person draw from themselves what were the strengths that helped them, you know, cope and, you know, handle that difficulty, you know, and then how could we use that moving forward? Mm-hmm. Perfect. If, if I could just add to that, because uh, earlier you mentioned, you know, trusting somebody or having somebody you yes. trust when you're having those conversations. And one of the unusual settings in our sessions is that we have participants coming in from all over the world. We have oh, participants from Canada, US, UK, Germany, and so on. And very often at first they don't know each other. So they yeah. come into our session and we, we go over the activities and we put them in the breakout rooms. So they're going in and in that breakout, breakout room over five, 10 minutes, they introduce themselves, they go through the activity, they talk to each other, and then they come back and reflect. And through that process of being just the two of them, they, they almost like a quick, very quick relationship that they build and they come out and they, they kind of join the group and they share. And yeah. occasionally we heard that it may be a bit scary or uncomfortable, but what we notice very quickly is that they all build this sense of community, the support for each other, and they learn from each other. So when we said we don't provide those you know, steps or instructions or uh, you know, solutions for everybody, they learn from each other as well as they share. So they may have developed their own way or, or a, a toolkit that they built during the activity, but they also listen to what others came up with. And then kind of just increases their skills, their knowledge, their comfort with different things. They support each other. They, they pick up those things and they go together. So at the end of the session, they come out all energized and happy. And, and we, we, we draw that energy towards as well. So when we leave the sessions, we all are just on a high that we continue <laughs> for days. Yeah. You know what I think is amazing about that? And it's, you know, part of, I think the magic that came out of COVID and the positivity that came out of everyone going on lockdown and switching to virtual because these people coming in from around the world probably would never have been able to do that or never have been able to to be in one group. And what I love about, you know, what you said about community is that no matter where we live or where we are or what our circumstances in life are at our very core as human beings, we have all of these similarities and these ways of connection and connecting and ways of building community and support for each other. It's really beautiful. I, I think um, another thing that, it, and maybe this is the, you know, the Jane and Monica <laughs> connection is um, a lot of people feel very supported. One person said she felt held during the whole Aww. process. That's amazing. Yeah, (laughs) because we are asking people to open up. And the more open a person is, um, the more they're going to get from the experience. So we need to make that very safe. And I think that we do right from the beginning by being very clear on what the expectations in is are where we're going these are the questions and we take you right through and you know lift you off at the end um so uh, i think people feel quite safe when when they're when they're going through one of our workshops that's amazing so i think you've definitely piqued everybody's interest about the workshops can you tell us a little bit about how we would participate in them and, and what we need to do to sign up if we were interested monica yeah. yes i'll be happy to um 
So we have a website, luckcoaching.ca, and uh, there's a specific page called Free Friday Sessions. If you would like to join us for those sessions on Fridays I mean, at 12. Free, everybody loves free. <laughs> Anyone can join in. And, yeah. and it's, it's one of our goals. It's really to bring the community together to help, to support uh, participants. And if somebody wants a private session, that, that can be arranged as well. Yeah. So we're offering these um, workshops that can be offered to specific groups. And okay. often, like, for example, um, uh, a teacher's union, um, we have been offering a number of workshops for a particular teacher's union in north of Toronto. And um, so when we do that, those sessions are customized to teachers. And there is a, a charge for that. We also do um, one to one individual coaching. And um, you know, it one thing that's important to us is that cost shouldn't be a barrier to um, coaching and workshops. And so um, a person, you know, really talk to us. We will, we have a sliding scale. We will know it should not be a barrier though. So if a person can pay that, you know, we, that's great. But um, at the same time, and we'll work that out with them. Um, at the same time, if a person can't pay, then, you know, we're, we're willing to work with them too. So that's beautiful because that just, uh, you know, the accessibility of that to, to everyone is, is just lovely. Hmm. Um, so we've talked a lot about, you know, your, your work and, and the great things that you do. What, um, what motivates both of you, uh, every day when you wake up in the morning, what keeps you going in this energy that I'm feeling from, from <laughs> both of you? <laughs> I can, I can answer that. I, I think we, both Jane and I, we love working with people, connecting with people. We call them, we can call ourselves people, people. <laughs> Cool people, I love it. Yeah. But we, we really connect, we help uh, others, collaborate with others and share. And I think that really keeps us going. So we want to continue that and it gives us a boost. It gives us energy, um, gets us excited every day. Uh, even though we are in a different level, you know, different periods in our life, it still kind of is something that, um, that brings us together. So especially those Slark sessions we organize and those Friday sessions or special sessions we do, that really, really gets us going because when we when we go through those activities, as I mentioned earlier, um, we see participants just so excited and energized. Mm. When they come out from the breakout rooms, they're smiling, they're they're laughing. Um, it's it's just they're going in with a very different energy when they're coming out, and and that energy kind of transfers onto us as well and and keeps us going. So knowing that it may happen in the next session session again, it just we just want to do it over and over and then make sure that we. You know, we help those participants and guests coming in and, you know, find more and help more people, especially now during COVID as well. Yeah. Sounds like you guys are living your best lives yeah. <laughs> and flowing on the right path. Sorry, Jane, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think um, in addition, we really enjoy partnerships. And somebody <laughs> said to me today, oh, you like the way that women organize themselves more than the way men. We, we, we don't, <laughs> not so much interested in a hierarchy. We're, right. We really want to partner with different groups. Like we're thrilled that we're part of Courage in Action. We're thrilled that we have different organizations that we you know want to work with. And that means that the relationship 
is um, needs to be a you know a two way. We want to help organizations, and you know we we would like we have a group called Friends of Lark, and we invite oh, people cool. to our Friends of Lark, and you know we've had a workshop for our friends and ask their advice on how we can uh, you know improve what we do and expand on what we do. So uh, it's those relationships, and we're interested in building them and kind of like you know having a whole root system where we're connected to others. And I love that because it would just raise each other and help yeah. each other. And it's an yeah. ongoing thing. That's, that's beautiful. It's lovely. Um, is there anything else that you would want to share with our listeners uh, before we wrap up for today? This has been a great conversation. <laughs> You've been a wonderful oh. interviewer and listener. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, any sort of closing words of wisdom? Oh, oh actually, maybe I'll ask yeah. one more question. Okay. Um, if people are intimidated by joining at the thought of joining the workshop, what would you say to them to give them the courage to dive in? Hmm. Um, have a look at the different topics because maybe there'll be one that connects particularly with them. Um, for example, we have one coming up called our love hate relationship with technology. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's very relevant in these days. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, let's make sure we're loving technology. You know, how can we get rid of some of the hate? Or, you know, so have a look at the topics and, um, you know, possibly a one-to-one session would be the the right way to start. You know, I think uh, we've had other people that try out the the coaching and then they join the group settings. Um, I think it's, it's kind of like, it's worth, it's kind of like you need to try it though. Just like we did with you talking about your French. Um, once <laughs> you've tried it, you kind of get it, what we're doing. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and just to add to that, we, another session coming up is called sparkling moments. And then we have a few other oh. ones that are very, very popular, but it's one of those sessions that you can come back over and over for just to yeah. sort of try or explore. And sparkling moments just sparkling makes moments yeah oh, like i just want to be there for a sparkling yes. moment that's great and then we say you have a sparkling day <laughs> oh i love it that's so cute <laughs> just how can you not be happy in a session called sparkling moments <laughs> that's right that's right yeah. all right that's amazing and we will larkcoaching.ca will be in the description of this podcast for our listeners and we will put a link on our podcast page as well um so that it's super easy for all of our listeners to access it. So on that, any closing words of wisdom uh, for our listeners? I have some. And yeah, you know, um, I was thinking about our final comments and I was thinking, you know, difficulties happen in life and it's, it's unavoidable. And when they do, if we can look and at some of the times when we have been resilient and um, look for examples of those times and look how we can expand on our existing strengths and weaknesses, then there's a good chance that we can, you know, shift our thinking and, you know, find that, feel better and feel more joyful. So, and that's available to everybody. You know, so I guess that people can feel better. And so, you know, we, we hope that, um, you know, maybe listening to this podcast or, you know, coming to one of our workshops, you know, they'll figure some of those things out and life can be easier. 
essentially easier. Amazing. We'll have a little sparkle in it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thank you, Monica. Anything to add? Oh, I was just thinking that uh, we talk about best hopes, preferred future. We use all kinds of different languages, but the main thing is, you know, what do you want? Where do you mm. want to go? Mm. You know, those questions are so important. So if you, if you can explore, take the time uh, to think about what you want in a situation and relationship and really sort of narrowing it down, knowing what you want could be the first step to moving forward with it. Oh, I've got a final point. Great. <laughs> One of the things that um, we have noticed, um, many of the participants that we've worked with are people in the helping professions, like teachers, nurses, uh, childcare workers, women who support their families. And I think that what we really are interested in doing is supporting people that are in caring, in the caring sphere, because um, they're the ones that we're really relying on, you know, especially during this pandemic. So um, I think often they find what we're doing is very appealing to. They they know that they need the time. They recognize the value in taking time to, you know, think about um, their future in the most positive way. So um, it really resonates with them. So that that's what we hope we can continue to do. I think that's lovely because for all the caregivers out there, we often forget to take care of, of you. And yeah. uh, I think that's amazing that, that that's who you look to help. Um, mm-hmm. because they are, they are our greatest asset at this point. Um, and, you know, they're the people that are keeping all of us going. So that's yes. amazing. Mm-hmm. So I thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. That was truly a great conversation. I'm, I'm inspired and curious about the workshops, as I'm sure all of our listeners are. So thank you very, very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you.